0: Okay, I am beyond excited. One of my friends that I've known for a long time and she's also been such a business inspiration to me for many years. I have watched her achieve so many incredible goals and I am one of her biggest fans, Leah Jansen. Leah is a business and life coach and she is here to tell her story. A lot of times people think that people that are high achievers It's a straight and narrow path to the top, and she is here to share with us that it is not, and it's a continuous journey. From becoming a media maven to qualifying for Kona, she's going to tell us how she did it, how she continues to do it, and what's her next step. Grab a cup of coffee. Here we go. Hi, guys. Welcome to Tribe of Unicorns. Today, I am sitting with Leah Jansen. Welcome, Leah.
1: Thanks, Kendra. (laughs)
0: Um, so Leah, I asked, I've been friends with Leah for a long time now, and she's somebody that I completely think is a unicorn and admire so much. And, uh, when I was putting together my guest list before I even started the show, Leah was on the top of the list. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey?
1: Oh gosh, Kendra. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is really, um, special and I'm honored to be here. Uh, oh gosh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, My journey is so, you know, like they say in anything else, your, your line is never straight. It's never linear. Your journey is always zigzag and all over the place. And I think, you know, I've learned a lot through this journey in my business with my family that it's so much, there's certain things within it that have been the, the key points to making it a success. And it's like this consistency that we need to have in order to get from one one spot to the next and i always say to this to all my clients forward is a pace yeah. and it's not just it, it appears you know it also works with runners because the runners are like i'm so slow i'm so slow i'm like your slow someone else is someone else's fast. And I think that that also applies to life and business because if you're moving, you're, you're making progress. So my story is I started years ago, I wanted to be home with my kids. I have four kids. And at the time I think I had one slash two or one with almost two. And I said, I wanna create a business. I wanna create something that is gonna, I wanted to work around my lifestyle, which want me, I wanted to be home with kids. So I got my life, course, life coach certification. And I have a master's in counseling, so I thought those worked together, but I really wanted to coach people. I didn't want to do therapy. I didn't want to do things about the past. I really wanted to move them forward. Right. Um, so I got my certification and I just put up a shingle, as my dad would say, you know, put up <laughs> a shingle. And that's old school for start a business. For yes. <laughs> younger than younger than me. Um, that's the old term, which I used to get a kick out of. So. I put up my shingle and I just started coaching and I just started doing the work and I didn't know what it was going to turn into. And that's the best part is I had this intention. I'm going to work with moms and I'm going to do, and I wound up working with, you know, business women, like women in business that were looking to just up level and they needed accountability. They needed support. And, you know, sometimes they just needed a cheerleader. They needed someone to say, you got this and you're crushing it. And I believe in you. And it sounds so cliche to call me a cheerleader, but in some ways I felt like that. Um, Because I felt like, again, when we're so immersed in what we do, we're like, I'm not working, I'm just sharing them along. What I didn't recognize was how much strategy and input I had and insight into them. And I think, um, when I think about my superpower, I think my superpower is reading people. I really know, I can tell what they need to hear and what they need in that moment. So I was able to deliver that. And the business grew exponentially. Um, I grew it from zero. To a six figure business um, by myself. So I really figured a lot out a lot of things, Kendra, and I didn't know anything about business and marketing. I work in education. So all of that was was very new to me. Social media, right. um, you know, again, web design, all this stuff which I still don't love, but you know, that's why we have you. <laughs> so um, but I think, you know, the journey is really the, the win. And I do a lot of work now in endurance sports. And I always tell my friends and athletes, I'm like, you get to the, you know, you get to the start line, that's, you've already won because you, you, you did the work to get there. That the, the, the win is in the journey. The process is where we, we evolve. And someone once said, if you ever want to do personal development, start your own business. <laughs> that is the key to personal development because yeah. it really it highlights all of the things you have to go through and I don't know what your question was, but I think I, <laughs> part of it, I don't well, know. I
0: wanted sorry, to point God. out that you didn't start out coaching, that you started yeah. out doing something else. And there was this underlying thing that really drove you to change your life and to make different choices. Yes. Um, so w- when did fitness become a part of it? Have, has that always been a big part of your
1: life or? Okay, so the fitness piece, I would always been an athlete as a kid, I was a tennis player, I was a volleyball player. I never ran track or swam or did anything triathlon, which is what I do now. So I always had that competitiveness in my in my system. In fact, I think I wrote my college essay on competition which is sort of funny and ironic now that I look back 30 years ago. But I grew up in a very competitive household. Everything we did was competition. My brother, my dad, my mom, we were all athletes. So it was just sort of where my mindset always was. I always liked to push myself. I always liked to... Um, to see what I was capable of. And that helped me tremendously in business because it was a competition with myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Because when
1: I compete now, I don't compete against anybody else. When I go in a race, it's just me. It's me against me. It's what I can do on that very day. So I started, to, once you know, my kids were a little bit older and not newborns and infants, I started to exercise again on a, on a more regular basis. And I rediscovered that competitive juices that I had. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this. So, I started running. I ran my first marathon when I was 42. I qualified to run Boston in that very marathon on my first one, which was like amazing. And then I started swimming. I learned how to swim at 43. Like, who, why? I don't know. I don't, I hate the water, Kendra. I hate it. We live on an island, but I hate yeah. the water. So I knew how to swim. Don't get me wrong. I could like save my own life. Right, right. And but it's,
0: it's a totally it. different thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm, when I mean swim, I mean like swim. So I learned how to swim and that had to be the most humbling experience of my life. But I tell you what, it built more confidence in me than almost, and it, than even the qualifying for Boston because running came very naturally to me, but swimming is not, it still isn't. But I worked really hard at it. And I, I again, I got scrappy. I figured it out. I got to watch you. YouTube videos, I have to watch how that guy swims and what is she doing in the water? And oh, she's not kicking. She's using her, you know, her head is down. You know, I really immersed myself in, and I became obsessed with it, which is in a good way. I always talk about obsession isn't always bad. Obsession can be good. Mm-hmm. And I I figured it out. And I went from, you know, never learned, never knowing how to swim, blowing bubbles in lane one. That was my joke. I was in this swim, uh, what do you call it? It was like a, uh, a clinic. Yeah. And they had le- lane one blowing bubbles at the Hog Y, Kendra. I was like, <laughs> blowing bubbles. And I was like, wow, I'm really new at this. <laughs> to Qualifying to race in Kona, Hawaii, and being in the top 1% of triathletes in the world. Amazing. Amazing. So it can be done. You know, if I can go in three short years, I did that. So that was, you know, something that I I use as a really good example of, you know, A to Z. I was blowing bubbles in lane one and now I'm competing with the professionals on a level that I didn't even know was possible. But I knew what the end goal was and then I just put the work in to get there. And I think that's part of the problem is you have to be patient and people Mm. you know, we want things right away. We're used to this this life of you click a button and you've got it and you, you know, you press Amazon and send and it's on its way. So we don't have a lot of patience with with what we're trying to accomplish and the longer the wait the sweeter the reward.
0: Yeah. I think it's so incredible the idea of starting over in any and and it seems like you do that over and over and over to grow. What do yeah. you how do you get over that fear or or like you said you were humbled. I mean that's a huge moment to be blowing bubbles next to probably someone who you know was doing laps.
1: They were, I I remember the swimmers in the like lane eight. And I was like, oh my God, they're amazing. I'm never going to be that good. Like, how could I ever do that? But, and and here's the irony too, is things, athletically things come pretty easily to me. I've always just been athletic. Like I pick, I can pick up any sport and be good at it. So for me to not be good at swimming, you know, I was like, oh my God, I really suck. Like, yeah, I really suck. So but then they, you know, they pulled me aside because I was trying so hard in the water. I still remember that night and they're like, Leah, you're trying way too hard. Like, just relax. And I was like, right, good. I got to be good. So it's, you know, but I think what you said before I liked, it's about starting over. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the basis of my coaching is it's not just I'm good at sports because I've done this in business. I, I've i done it in sports. I've done it in You know, in my marriage, like I I was in a marriage that didn't work and I left it and I started a new one and a better one. And that's a story I don't talk about a lot, but it's the the same principles I apply to everything else can be applied to that. So I've come up with like a system of of things that I've done over the years that have gotten me from A to Z. And I think, again, like you said, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And it's not about talent. The talent is just one piece of it. There are so many talented people. It's what you do with it. How do you get over the fear? It's hard to get over the fear. There's a very big wall in the very beginning, and it's right in front of you. And I stare at it for a long time. And then I have to lock in on what's on the other side. Right. I have to lock in. And if what's on the other side isn't compelling enough for me, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's a lot of fear because there's the fear in my head that I'm not going to be as good as I think I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. that's a big one for me because in my mind we have this vision of this beautiful thing oh, oh it's sure crazy. and i'm speaking on stage and i'm signing books and yeah <laughs> and you know and i have it all i've got the vision and then i'm like well be, maybe it's not as good as i've envisioned it to be and that's the fear yeah that's the fear i have like yeah. oh my gosh what if i put it out there and it's not as compelling to everyone as it is to me so i think what gets rid of fear, Kendra, is just action. It's just just move. Put your head down and take a step. Try not to get overwhelmed by all the things. Stay in your own lane. Like I say to my, my clients, stay on your own mat. Like in yoga, when you're looking at everybody who has their leg over their head and they're in crow pose and they're just, yeah. you know, and you're like, I can't even touch my toes. You have to stay on your own mat. You cannot look at what other people are doing because it will it will halt you in your in your right in your spot and just like okay, I'm on my own journey. I'm going to just take one foot, take one step. Cool. Keep going. Right. Before you know it, you look up and you're halfway there. You look up and you are in it. And then you can't turn back. You know, once you're in it, you're like, I'm in it. I made that crucial step of getting through that wall. You said something
0: before about if it's not something that you want to do, you're not going to do it. And I think that's a really critical point, like setting goals for yourself, not because somebody else is doing it and, Oh, I I should do that too. But like really something that you're passionate about and love, like what I can picture you sitting there, like, and in my head, you're, you're signing a paper form, but it was probably online. That first marathon, like, you know, it, for I would, it's not something that brings me joy in my life. It's not something that I would go do, but you know, it clearly was something that you felt like this would be incredible.
1: Yeah. And again, I wish I could think back to like my, my thought at that time, because it wasn't always something in my mind I wanted to do. Right. Because I took the first step and ran that 5k and then someone's like, Oh, you should run this with me. And I went, okay. I'm going to run the 10k, and then I'm going to run the half marathon, and then all right. I, so I kind of get again. I have to choose the path, and then mm-hmm. I just go. And sometimes that scares me because I know myself, and I'm all in. Once I go, I'm going all in. Right. That's scary because now I'm like, okay. Once I start down that path, I can't stop because that's just who I am. So I'm yeah. like, uh-oh. now, now I'm in it. I'm all the way in it. So now I'm going Ironman, and I'm going all the way. Now, if I'm going to do Man, I'm going to go Kona. Like. It's, I'm not stopping until I get there. Yeah. So that's a scary thought. Um, but I forget what your question was. It was about the-, the
0: Choosing uh, what, yeah, whats what it is that you're really going to go after. And I think having that underlying, like, this is something I really care about and you want to do it for yourself versus it feels like I should do it because so-and-so did it or you're trying to keep up with someone else, you know?
1: It can never be about anybody else. It's such a personal journey and i remember even thinking back to like the marathons i was never chasing anybody else there was never anyone else on my radar there were runners i looked up to and i was like oh man i hope i i can run as fast as her and wow she really inspires me right they did they inspired me i was like oh man she's a mom she's got kids and she's doing it i can do it you know so they, but i never it wasn't about competing with them it mm-hmm. it, it can never be about anybody else if it's not yeah. about you're not doing it for the right reasons you'll never get that, that, to that end goal. What are
0: those right reasons though? Like the things that
1: bring you joy or. It's, it's wanting to push yourself and see what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. It's wanting I, I thrive on being the 1%. -hmm. I thrive on being the, the, I want to be the outlier. I will. I like being the underdog. I like beating the odds. I like doing, staying in there longer than anybody. I just, that's me. Like, yeah like that's that makes me you know people will say to me how do you run so fast and you know what i say to them i can be uncomfortable longer than you ah that's it that's I love that that's that's the tr- and that applies to everything i do
0: mm-hmm. so
1: how do you swim below? i said i can be uncomfortable longer than you i can be uncomfortable and how do you get uncomfortable you do it you practice it all the time so you're not going to show up on marathon day and and you know have this amazing time and have this grit and this mental toughness unless you practice that every single day. Right. So my advice to people is, and I say this in my training, practice how you want to play. Practice okay. how you want to play. So every day in your work, whether you're running or you're writing, push yourself extra every mm-hmm. single day. Push the envelope. Move that needle just a smidge so you practice being uncomfortable every single day and be super intentional about what you do. Like, okay, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to work and I'm going to write. I'm going to write a paragraph. I'm going to write a chapter. I'm going to write, you know, whatever it is you decide to do. If you're writing a book, go extra, do a little bit more, always do a little bit more. And then you teach yourself that when you're most tired, you have more in the tank. Mm-hmm. Right? Push so harder you just can push harder, but you show yourself, you demonstrate to yourself, wow, I didn't think I could do that much today. And I did. And if you do that, Kendra, every single day, I call it the aggregate of marginal gain. So it's like over and over, you just accumulate little wins every single day. It really amounts to a lot. So that's how you wake up one day and you're like, wow, I've lost 30 pounds because I lost half a pound a week. Right. It's the same concept, but people want, they want it now. They want it right away. They want to go run and and then feel great and then run a, a, you know, three hour marathon. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Tell me about your scrappy concept. So my scrappy concept, well, I realized over all these different stories that I've kind of shared with you briefly, that I, I use the same, same techniques, the same strategies, which were You know, a scrappy person is someone who doesn't have all the best equipment, who doesn't have access to the best training, who may not have the money to hire the best coach and do all those things. They have to figure it out for themselves. They have to figure out how to kind of bootstrap their business and learn from free content and figure out by aligning themselves with the right people, surrounding yourself with the right people, saying no to things that aren't in alignment with your purpose, hanging out with people that maybe are fun, but really are not are not moving you in the right direction. And sometimes being scrappy is saying no to a lot of things. But mm-hmm. that scrappy person is someone who's in it in the fight, who's who's the toughest, who's never gonna back down, who is going to stay in there a little bit longer and, you know, fight to the death kind of thing. And I hate to make it so so about fighting, but the system is, you know, all of these things, and I teach my people to this is a phrase I I use all the time, is go deep with less. Mm -hmm. so it's about choosing very few things that you want to work on and going all the way in on them so for me i realized throughout my life the last 15 to 20 years i've had one compelling thing i worked on at a time so i always had my family that was always most important I always had jobs, work to pay the bills. And then there was that other thing, Kendra, whatever it was. For a while, it was building the coaching business. Then I wanted to get on TV and I did every scrappy thing I could to figure that out. That's a whole nother story, which and is- And you did. <laughs> I did, and it took me two years, but I figured it out. I aligned myself with the right people. And then it was triathlon. How do I figure that out? And it was you know, reading articles, watching videos, talking to the right people. So again, the system can be applied to so many different areas of your life and it's about being gritty and it's about being, not giving up.
0: Yeah. And doing it anyway, right? Like even if you don't have the resources, you don't have the expertise, you don't know really what you're doing, (laughs) just doing it.
1: People make excuses. Well, I don't have a great, I don't have a good bike or I don't have, you know, I I don't have, I don't have coach. I don't have someone who can, who can help me. You don't need that. Right. to do simple better. Kendra, I always say do simple I better. I love that. So it's a lot of these little, these little pieces, these little nuggets that when put together, you formulate your own scrappy system and you for getting it done.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's such a true statement. Um, I love the idea of being a constant student? Cause it sounds like everything you're telling, you're talking about, you know, being scrappy really comes down to like constantly learning, pushing, educating yourself. Um, And again, putting yourself in that really uncomfortable position of not being an expert, not being where you want to be necessarily. Um, How do you sit with that mindset? How do you be okay
1: with that? That's a great question. Um, Sometimes I'm not okay with that. Sometimes I don't like it and it gets like, it's like icky. Like, oh gosh, I can't, I can't stay in this place. So I I think, how do I, how do I get used to that? You know, you look for the little wins, Kendra. I try and look for the little wins in everything I do. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to, you have to find them. If look, if we search, if we focus, focus, If you focus on the negative, you're going to find the negative. If you focus on the positive and energy flows where focus goes, right? Energy Mm -hmm. flows where focus goes. So if I think about, okay, you know what? Today I sent an email to my list and I really liked it. And I put this out there. That's my win. That's my win. Maybe I didn't do the podcast today and I didn't write the copy for that. That's okay. I have to just stay in. and And it applies to like exercise as well. If I had a run, it wasn't a great run. I'm like, you know what? But I got out there and I and I worked on my form. Maybe I, my pace might not have been great, but I worked on my form. I worked on my breathing. I, I had a good run. Like you have to step away from everything you do with a win and it could be little. Mm-hmm. I also set intentions for everything I do. Like if there's an intention for the day. All right, today is going to be a win because of one, two, and three. And that's it. It's simp- I think simplicity is the key. And I always say to my clients, consistency over intensity, right? Mm-hmm. I would rather you ran one mile per day, six days a week, than you ran once and you ran four miles one day. So, I always say consistency over intensity. The intensity will come once you make, once you develop the consistency. Right? It that all starts sense. with the the consistent effort. Then you'll pick up. But but I'll never get anywhere if I only run one mile a day. Okay you're right. But guess what? I guarantee it. If you run one mile a day next week, you're going to up that. Yeah. And then you'll, up that. you'll get somewhere, but I need you to start now with right. just build your base goals. almost Yes, build your base, get that confidence. You'll show yourself, wow, I can do it. I can get out there every day and run Maybe What else can I do? And I think yeah. that's really so important.
0: Do you organize all of this? Um, like what's your system? How do you, how do you schedule all these
1: things out? <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I'm working on that Kendra. We all have our our strengths and weaknesses, right? Uh, That is not a strength of mine. I'm a little bit of an absent-minded professor. I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of content in a lot of different places. And again, that's something I'm working on is my process and how I, I want to put my content out to the world and what I want to do and share. And I'm working on a podcast that I'm creating and a book is in, is down the line. It's something I always-
0: you have to write a book. You
1: have to write a book. Um, But writing is not my, not my thing. I'm more of a talker. Big shop. I love to speak and writing is not my thing. Again, that will be the challenge. But like I said before, I can't go deep on everything. I only do one thing at a time. So I have to choose what that one thing is going to be. And I go all in on it. And once I feel like not that I've accomplished anything because I don't think anything is ever done.
0: No, never. That,
1: it's never done, but I've, okay. So I have maintained it. I can maintain it yes. without all my energy going into it. Then I have energy for something else. Which uh,
0: is the yeah. I struggle uh, with that big time. Like yeah. I have all these ideas and I think it's something that a lot of creative people do struggle with and, you know, especially I, I call it like creative ADHD because oh. <laughs> I'll have this idea and I'm like, Oh yeah, that. And then I see something else. I'm like, Oh, right. And then it's like inspiration just hit from looking at that. And I'm like, well, I have to do that. And I'm like, all right, take a deep breath. <laughs> I think focus
1: a challenge for people like you and me who have a million ideas. I'm going to show you this. See this, this is a giant, your whiteboard, whiteboard. That love number it. seven. Like I, it just gushes out of me. And then I have post-it notes all over yeah, my yeah, yeah. bathroom wall. It's everywhere. <laughs> so I'm constantly developing ideas. And the, the biggest challenge for me is, is putting it into, um, into, a, into a system and into something yeah. that's organized. But um, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Get it all up here, Kendra. Can you get it out of here? me <laughs> no. that person who can go go dive in there and get it one all. Of, up?
0: Yes, <laughs> one of the episodes on my podcast is this, this. My good friend Charlotte Lester, and she is a systems and organization creator, Ooh. like to die for. I, every time I talk to her every week, because we're in an accountability group together, and the things that she says, and I'm like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Why haven't I done that before? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah that, yeah, that works. That's You know, it's such a funny thing because every time I talk to somebody, I mean, all my guests have a common theme and it's about, you know, creating something that's kind of outside the box. Like we're not, you know, we didn't take traditional routes to follow our hearts. And it always comes down to those little wins. Everyone mentions it. Like a ladder of little wins, I think somebody had said a couple weeks ago on, on a different episode. And it seems like that's really what helps build that confidence to keep going and that stamina um, and self-belief that you can actually do this. I'm in this business 20 years and there are still days where I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing?
1: <laughs> you know what, and that's always gonna be there. You ask any professional, anything, actor, actress, athlete, the best of the best, they have doubts. They are just like us. They yeah. are all carved from the, cut from the same cloth. The difference is, and I, I love this quote and I say it all the time, success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It's Winston Churchill. It's one of my favorite quotes because it's how we go from, okay, you know, not today, it didn't happen today, but I'm going to just keep moving. It's how we pick ourselves up and we stay on course. That's the difference between
0: yeah. us and them.
1: But anybody who's, who values what they do and who cares deeply about their, their, um, their product, whatever that product is, is going to have doubts. It's just part of yeah. it. it just yeah. is, but we have to learn how to live with the doubts and work through the doubts. And that is our challenge. Our challenge is right. coming up with ideas. I have a zillion and a half. You have two million. I mean, that's not it. It's, it's getting through that uncomfortableness of not knowing. Yeah. No, like, is this going to work? Is this really good? Is this the one? Should I go right. with this idea, that idea? You know, are people going to like it? So, no one has an answer for that. Mm-hmm. We all have our own, our own process. But I think, like you said before, the little wins really mm-hmm. boost our confidence and it keeps us to go to the next.
0: I think that doubt's almost what pushes us to keep going and to just try harder. And, you know, I almost get like angry with myself sometimes because I'll feel that and I'm like, wait a minute. No, I know I've, I'm good. I know I'm good. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like that little voice in your head. And then you're like, no, 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 no. Hold on you're not real. I know that. I mean, yeah. you probably feel the same thing when you're, you know, at the end of a, a session or, and you just don't think you can go anymore. Like, do you find that same, like,
1: oh, it's like an inner anger almost like, no, we got this. Yes. Like, how dare you doubt yourself? <laughs> like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? I do. I get angry. I'm like, <laughs> That's not who you are, but it makes us real. Kendra. Mm-hmm. That's real. That way, we understand our clients. We understand what they're going through because we're in. And I say to my people all the time, I'm like, I get you. I see you. I am you. Yeah. Okay. I'm you, maybe just a little further down the line. That's all it is. And right. we only look to people. You know, I, I also tell people when they're having those doubts, is to find something that motivates you. Find someone that speaks to you that you you hear them and you go, I got this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have those people in my life. You have them in your life. Hundred percent incredibly important and people have i've said to some of my friends like you know i love your encouragement they're like why do you, you don't need encouragement they're like look at you i'm like i do <laughs> like i i need it just as much as anybody else and they yeah. think like i don't need it because I, i'm confident no i i need that too it it it, it kind of gives me that a little extra push i'm like oh people like it all right cool i'm on the right track you know sometimes we doubt we're like wait is this good and they're like yeah but like you said you look at look back at what you've accomplished and say, damn, I'm good. You know, so we have to be a little bit more, uh, gentle with ourselves. And also we have to celebrate ourselves once in a while. What do you, and and
0: I, I ask you this because I struggle with this question myself and I know this is like sort of at your base. What is it that makes, gives you like this burning desire to share, to support, to serve?
1: I can't not, it, 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 almost, it's, it almost makes me sick to not share. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's selfish if we don't share. I feel like if we're given a gift, um, to, be, to use that gift, to not use that gift is selfish. And I've, I've just sort of learned that if everybody used their gifts and if everybody put out there what they were born to do, what an incredible world we would have and we already have an incredible world but i think people are so afraid of the judgment around what they're doing and if they're sharing and people are going to turn around and say well you know who cares mm-hmm. i think that i feel so compelled to do it I, yeah. I just feel like it's but i can't not do it kendra i i don't i can't even answer that question because it just comes out it, there's just no there's no way i can't yeah. and that's You know, again, that's like my superpower. I said, this is what I want to, this is how I want to, this is the legacy I want to leave. You know, I want people to remember me that way. And I want my kids to see that part of me. And I want them to look at me and go, Mommy always worked really hard and she tried her best. And she always, that's what I want my kids to think. Like, you know, that I never, I never didn't do something because it was hard or because I was too old or because I was too this or not enough this. Or I, I, that's my pet peeve is people that, That is my absolute, well, I can't, I'm too old. I can't, I'm too this. I'm like, don't, that's not going to fly here. Yeah. I'm not letting you get away with that. I didn't answer your question at all. No, but I love where you went with it
0: (laughs) it because that is so, and I wonder like, you know, how do you teach someone like your children to follow in your footsteps? And I love that. Like I never I never want my own kids to not do something just because it's hard. or And I want that for my friends and I want that. And I think that's like that underlying thing of, you know, we've all been through some crap and we came out the other side and we kind of have some stuff that we know now and we could help someone that is going through the same thing, whether they're in person, whether they're in our neighborhood or whether they're, you know, on the other side of, of these, these um, headphones. Um, and I, I feel like that's that burning desire to change the world in this only way, special way you can.
1: Right. Right. That's totally right. But the best way to lead is by example. Mm-hmm. It's just doing and just showing. Like, I don't ask anybody to do anything I've never done. Right. I would never do that. And so yeah. I live it. And, and I think that there's so much power in the experience itself. You know, I would never tell my kids to do something that I wouldn't do. Right. So, and they learn so much just by watching us, just by yeah. watching us every day, what we do, how we act, you know, which is good and bad sometimes uh, some days <laughs> others for sure, um, but we're not perfect. And they're also going right. to see that, you know, that we're, they were, con- we're constantly evolving as people. Mm-hmm. And I tell my kids, I just want to be a better version of myself every day. Like tomorrow, I just want to be a little bit better. Yeah. And it's you know, these tiny little micro decisions and these tiny little micro moments that, over time can really amount to something. So I think that's the name of the game and yeah. to get through the uncomfortable stuff and the doubts and the, everybody has them. We all, every day I have them every, all the time, but it the differences between those who sort of wallow in it and those who say, I'm going to fight through this. And, right. you know, you know, you
0: have the choice.
1: Yeah. I say every day is a fight. Every single day is a fight I, against, I want to sleep in. I can't, you know, I shouldn't. I want to eat that. I'm not going to, I want right. to do this. You know, it's a fight. And even me, I mean, I say, I'm the most motivated person exercise wise, but sometimes I don't want to do it. You yeah. know, and you can't wait until you feel like it. Cause you're never right. going to feel like it. And that, that applies to everything. Oh, don't yeah. wait until you feel like it. I heard this story once where this guy was talking to his son and he goes, Hey, he was leaving. The son was like 11 years old and he was going outside and he's like, listen, son, um, you know, if you feel like it, mow the lawn. And kid's like, sure, dad, whatever, you know, he's watching TV. And then he pops his head back and he goes, make sure you feel like it. Make sure you feel like it. You're never going to feel like it. Don't wait until you feel like it. Cause it's just, it's not going to happen. You have to just, you have to just do.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's what makes you an incredible coach. So
1: if somebody wanted to be a part of your world, how do they do that? Um, you know, the best, the best way you can go to my website, leahjansen.com. You can sign up to be a part of my, my scrappy world. And, you know, we have uh, the scrappy hour, which is my new training. And I'm doing that on Monday nights. Um, also on Instagram, I'm at Leah Jansen, where I just do, you know, quick videos. And if the content is about just, you know, sometimes we just need to hear that one little, one little thing that might take us from nothing to something in that one very day. And I hope I can provide that inspiration for you in that moment. Just, I I did a live the other day on Instagram and it was just me on my treadmill and it was just very spontaneous. I don't take myself too seriously. I was all sweaty and gross. I was like, listen, guys, get out. You know, it's not the end of the day. The day's not over. You still have time to do something for yourself and work out and feel good. And one of my clients like wrote to me, she's like, Leah, I just went and ran around the track and because I saw this and I said, that's it. One person, one person, and I'm you know, hoping there were more, but I heard that yeah. from one who said, because of this, I did, I went and, and, and ran. I said, that's awesome. So that, that um, what do you call it? That feeds me, that fuels me to yeah. do more. So Instagram, Facebook, you know, the usual right. the website. And I'll have all
0: of your links in the show notes as well. Um, but I want to make sure people know how, because you're so inspiring and so incredible.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much
0: for coming on the show.
1: My pleasure. We could do this for hours. I know.
0: I know. There's so many (laughs) topics we could talk about. (laughs) So many guests. I'm like, round two next time. Round two.
1: (laughs) No, it's a lot. But thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here.
0: Yeah, no problem. All right, guys. I will talk to you soon. I wanted to thank Leah Jansen for coming on Tribe of Unicorns today. She truly is a unicorn and... When I was creating this show, she was one of the very first people on the top of my list to interview because I just know she has been an inspiration to me for so many years and her story and her determination is is just inspiring. I've watched her achieve things that you would think unachievable and she continuously does it with such clarity and grace. So thank you for coming on, Leah. Guys, if you want to connect with Leah, you can go to tribeofunicorns.com. She has her very own page as one of our official unicorns, so go check her out there. And I'm going to have all her links in the show notes. Send me a comment, send me a DM, find me on Instagram, whatever it is. But tell me, how do you continuously push yourself to do better? I want to know. Let's share and encourage each other and support our own growth. You're all part of this tribe. I can't wait to hear what you guys say. Thanks for listening and come on back next week when I am sitting down with one of my favorite people in the world, my spiritual guide, my spiritual guru. She's going to guide us in a meditation and share some of her insight on creativity and spirituality. See you then.